Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. So, looks like we're going to get Mr. Oh, we are going to get Mr. Alex on shortly. So, we'll have a three way going here. Yeah. But <laughs> we'll, we'll just start off. Um, we'll just start like catching up on one another, I guess. Um, do you have any words of wisdom as you've uh, graduated now? Yeah. Yeah. Dick Terrafield's graduated. Yep. I would have my clapping sound effect thing, but I forgot to bring that. But congratulations. Thank I am you. real proud of you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I think it's, cra- it's crazy for, for me personally. Oh, wait. Thank you, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's, it's crazy for me. Um, like, I, I always wanted to graduate here, like, ever since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. right? I grew up poor, single mom, um, you know, drug abuser, you know, and, like, so I didn't think that this was going to be, like, a legitimate option for me. And then... You know, I do the military bit and then I get out and then this is an option and I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, (laughs) it's like, it's like, it's incredible. And now it's at, now that it's actually happened, it's like, now I'm I'm like, well, what do I do now? Like I've built my goal. This was my goal and now I've achieved it. And now I know I'm going to do more obviously, but like, but it's like, I have to build that. Um, I have to immediately build a new goal and build it with enough of flair that I had for the last one. You know, build build the flair to create the drive to go for the next the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that next thing? Well, I mean, right now, right now, I'm working on certifications, um, and uh, so I'm still kind. Of, I'm still in the studying mindset. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I'm not. Uh, I thought I was going to take a little bit of time off, but I think that I. I mean, I I don't think I'm built that way. Yeah, I can <laughs> at least relate. not at least not for the time being. Like, right. So I'm like, all right. So basically, you just don't want to stop now. You want to keep going. Like this has just boosted your energy. It seems like like you are oh, now no, ready no, for my, the world. Oh no, no, my energy's shot. Well, it's drained. Like, it's yeah. drained. Your motivation, I should say, is boosted. Yeah. Your motivation. Um. Yeah. I. 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 Well, it's. It's. I know. I know that. Uh, I know that the. The demands of what's out there. Are not only going to still be there but they're going to keep getting higher and higher so i have to work hard if not harder to right. meet to meet those demands and like I don't, i'm a little older so i like you know i have to you know i i think part of that kind of there's i don't want to say urgency but there's a kind urgency. of I, I, but there's like a little bit more of a drive to get things done from that perspective right well, no, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Especially like you know, a lot of us. Especially, I mean, I, I'm lucky. I grew up middle class, but growing up poor, dealing with you know parents that are drug users, whatever it is, that sets you up for failure. There, it, does. It, it does. It does. But you overcame that. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I had to join the military and I, yeah, yeah. you know, do my <laughs> thing there, but like, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I always, I always say now I can tell people if I can do it, 
you, you can do it. You have no excuse. <laughs> you have no excuse. I have a learning disability and everything. I have to work harder. Even in classes, I have yeah. to work harder just to pick up the same thing that everybody else picks up. So it's like, it's like, but again, if I can do it now, there's no excuse. There's mm. no excuses whatsoever. Uh, that's just my personal belief, but you know, I agree. So back into the newsy realm, <laughs> we always have to start with something touching or personal. It seems like, yeah. but I love it. Um, back into the news world. We're going to talk about a bunch of main things that are happening. We'll wait till Alex gets on and talk about the abortion laws have been uh, passing this week. That's a bit of a touchy subject. That's probably the biggest story of the week. But the other big story that the media does not have a lot of focus on right now is that Trump rolled out an immigration plan that he hopes to get th- passed through uh, Congress, which isn't going to happen with the Democrats in control. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it could happen definitely after 2020. But basically, his immigration plan he has outlined has one... This is my favorite part. I found it out just yesterday. In this immigration plan, he will enable public donations for the wall. (laughs) So you can donate to get that wall built. Oh, my God. I'm just just sign me up, man. People, yeah, people. <laughs> if, if you can get public donation, and the, and the problem is there's like legalities involved with that. Yeah, but like, like if you could do that, yeah, the wall is probably getting paid. Yeah, like it's just get like oh, I want to say guaranteed, but it's highly likely that the money's coming. Like, yeah, because there's so I mean there, there's so many people that want this. There's so many people that want this wall. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that don't. There's so many people that do Ew, want this yeah. wall. And well, he already got last week when we were off air. There was a reappropriation of military funds um, from some stuff for like Afghanistan yeah. that the Pentagon had for I think 1.8 yeah. billion. I'm probably wrong on that number. It's 1. Point something billion mm-hmm. uh, to use to build 80 miles of wall. So I was like, mm, yes, we're getting there. I mean, it's slowly piece by piece forming, piece by piece, yeah. and that's that's what counts. Right. You know, people are like, oh, he's not building the wall. He is very slowly with what little yep. power he has, but that was yeah. that national emergency power yep. kicked in, and so the Pentagon reappropriates some money to build mm-hmm. uh, eight miles of wall. So, yeah. mm, loving it. Uh, but also part of this plan, this plan is basically a merit-based system plan. It's not uh, a family ties plan, which is what we've kind of had yeah. in the past. Previously. 12% of immigrants were admitted based on employment skills and 66% were admitted based on family connections. Mm-hmm. This is according to the White House. Yeah. The Trump plan flips those numbers. 57% would be admitted based on employment skills, 33% admitted based on family connections. So no, Trump isn't separating families. He's just putting a priority on people that want to come to this country, yeah. that want to contribute, yeah. the geniuses, as he put it, uh, that we've been keeping out for so long, which I am totally like, for. Like people don't understand. There's only a certain amount... Of, like, 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 realistically, there's only a certain amount of people that you can really, realistically welcome into this country via immigration. Yeah. Like, just, you know, from from a financial perspective, from a logistical perspective, you know, like, yeah. you're trying to, like, like it, it, it's a nightmare. You want to you wanna help people just naturally. Yeah, I got it. But. Can't help everyone. You can't know, you, you can't. And there's, you know. And there's people like there's a process and there are people that have done this process legally, you know, and they've worked and done things and, you know, made all the right moves. It's like yeah. you, you, you want to make it as fair as you possibly can. Right. right? 
Well, and the other good part is that this plan will require immigrants to be not only financially sufficient, they will have to be able to learn English and pass a civics exam. And they will also have a point system given to those. Um, they'll get points, you know, to move them up in the line um, given to those with age English proficiency advanced degrees job offers etc etc there's a bunch of other things but yeah. it basically it fixes our system it's the way it should be where it rewards people that are more qualified they'll be um, they'll contribute more to this country and those are just coming because they know a daddy or a mommy here or an aunt or an uncle or a 50th cousin they'll be placed lower on the line it's mm -hmm. a lot more fair and it just it makes America great again. It's what he wants to do, and it's what's doing it. So I hope this passes. It won't pass this time around, but hopefully in the future it will. I think something like that. It's 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 bound. Something like this is bound to come through. Uh, well, I mean, I I take that back. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think uh, I'm not I'm not too confident that's like. But if something were to pass, it would have to be something along these lines yes like you just couldn't it's very moderate it's not extreme it's not even decreasing the number of immigrants that come in it's actually bringing more immigrants in with that will actually earn more money when they come to this country so it's actually very pro-immigrant legal immigrant anti-illegal immigration pro-legal immigration there's a big difference but you know, we'll be letting in way more people that are more qualified for this country that will want to contribute more, that will be more productive members of society. And I don't see any problem with that other than what the counter argument might be is that that will displace jobs of people already in this country that are trying to get those jobs. That could be a concern. I understand that, but it makes the workforce way more competitive. That's the one positive is that you have more people. Uh, they'll have to work harder and the Americans will have to step up to the plate more. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it is, but uh, I didn't see his speech where he unrolled this yet, but I'm going to probably watch some of it soon because I want to see what he had to say on it, but it was, I'm really glad that he pushed this. Uh, it was really good to see it. Do you have any other input, Dick Terrifier? I, I, I just, I really hope that something gets done. I mean, I, I know that sounds very cliche at this point, mm. but like, I'm like, I, like how how long have we been talking about this? Yeah, and yeah nothing right? has gotten done. Or like, come on, let's get something done. Yeah, that the beauty and the uh, curse of our system is that it is very slow. Beauty because you can't have anything extreme go through or anything drastic that would you know shock the country or turn this country to a totally different place overnight. But the problem with that is that it's hard to get stuff done that needs to get done quickly because nothing happens quickly. But there are mechanisms in place that can make things much quicker or if need be, something can be done, like the national emergency powers. For the national emergency powers, for those that don't understand, the president can basically do anything he wants with national emergency powers. But Congress can override those natural, natural emergency powers, natural, national emergency powers, uh, so the national emergency powers give you pretty much anything you can do, but Congress can override it. Uh, so when he does stuff like reappropriate money that was used for other stuff to use for the wall, he can do that. There is a section um, in the law that allows you to reappropriate military funding for, let's say, um, you know, like uh, barriers or structures that could be used for a wall. It's kind of a, you know, a little shifting the money around. You know, libertarians probably lose their mind over yeah. that, but I yeah. don't see a profit, especially since we have a crisis at the border. Yeah, I know that. I I think um, on a side note, what I think that I actually think that Trump has been fairly moderate. 
He is. He's always been moderate. He's, I think he's been fairly moderate. Like I, 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 like people are like, and I mean, there's some, there's some things that he has that are more extreme that yeah. are that are con- conservative. But I think there's a lot that are like, you know, that are re- that's reasonably moderate. Like and yeah, I don't know. Like like people, like I, it's hard. It's hard for me to believe anything that comes out of the mouth of these mainstream media pundits. But like. Yeah, I'm like, look, you know, I haven't heard anything. Like, I haven't heard anything about, like, gay marriage, right? I've yeah, he hasn't nothing, touched it. Nothing about gay marriage. He's got, like, he's he's tried to pass, like, right right to try, you know, yeah. with the medications. Um, and he did pass it. Yeah, and, like... I'm, I'm I'm thinking like, dude, this, this he's going against the great. He's going against what would be a conservative grain on some of these issues. Like, and yeah. it's like, well, even the trade deals. Look at that. Conservatives are always afraid to touch trade deals or yeah. to impose tariffs. But he slapped tariffs on China. Yeah, slapped tariffs on a lot of countries that may in the short term hurt us, but in the long term it brings these countries to the negotiation table, and you can reach a deal that's more fair for all countries because right now we have china ripping us off we have canada ripping us off mexico ripping us off because our leaders don't want to touch trade deals don't want to put tariffs on because they're scared they'll lose votes they'll lose elections over it but trump just says no nah, i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it right now and we're gonna get something that actually helps the american work and not hurts them because that's the thing they act like they're these politicians are worried about losing votes uh over hurting the american worker mm-hmm. they would rather the american worker be hurt by these trade deals then try and fix them and lose votes in the process i was i was reading something i was reading something about uh the supreme court striking down apple right oh yeah i saw that yeah. you want to talk about that real yeah, quick yeah i don't um, know a lot about it yeah so basically okay. now you can sue apple is what i heard for the app store right uh, well well they were they were suing it like like somebody was suing apple okay so the lawsuit was brought against Apple by four iPhone users who claimed that Apple was monopolizing the retail market for the sale of apps and using the monopoly that monopoly to force higher than competitive charges for its apps. So, uh, so this they originally sued and it went all the way up. Like the, this legal battle went all the way up to the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was a five-four vote. Oh, tight against. Apple, like mm. against Apple, it ruled against Apple, and one of the deciding votes against Apple, Mr. Brett Kavanaugh. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's so much for him being a hardline conservative. I'm not right? surprised. Like this Kavanaugh is, is always a moderate. Well, I yeah, I mean it's like well, I mean I think he's one of those guys that appears like he does the work. He makes the like if it's if it looks like it it should go in a particular direction he looks like the kind of guy that goes in that particular direction he doesn't care like even 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 that that's what they were saying about him even when he was in the district courts like he was he he wasn't as conservative hardline mm-hmm. conservative as everybody said he was in fact yeah, he, he was like he was side, he was siding with uh like there was some I forget what the percentage is. You side uh, with like the spying the stuff. Merrick Garland, like he was, he actually sided with Merrick Garland mm-hmm. a large chunk of the time, you know, on a lot of the issues that went up to the D.C. appellate court. And like, you know, it's like, well, you, 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 these, these liberals were acting like that they were, 
he was going to be the end of everything was going to end. Mm. The world was going to end. Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. going to be overturned. Nothing's happened with that yet. Yeah. Um, actually, it, well. I well, mean, yeah, in recent well, news, you know, that could, uh, that could well, happen, but I still think it's highly unlikely. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's like, I, I think, I think you should. Oh, well, well we should. We got Mr. Alex here. There you go. Oh, hey, what's up? Hey, hey. how's it going, big boy? How you boy? doing? How you doing? Uh, dude, I've been, been working that <laughs> night shift. I'll take a take a life out of you. Yeah, right. tell me about that. How was it? Uh, you know, it's it's not that hard so much. It's just like everything around it's a lifestyle decision. Mm. Some pretty crazy stuff just to just to deal with it. You know. So do they do they pay you more doing night shift or? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a paid differential for that. All right. But man, you have to go to work in like probably around uh, probably nine thirty. But I'll be on as long as I can too. And I was supposed to go to a party today, but I haven't heard anything back about that. Oh. I used to work so, night shift. That was crazy. I think I worked at a hospital, and they worked they worked night shift like like I they wanted the troops to work night shift so they didn't have to pay the civilians uh, the, the night shift wage like so yeah so yeah we ended Oof. up working on light night shift uh, and setting up the computer okay and, cool well we're going to break in a few minutes it'll be a perfect time yeah so it's gonna get all set up i saw that ice cream i got when i was with you guys last time but oh uh, really <laughs> oh yeah don't you have to give that to your boss i'm gonna eat some of that oh my boss uh yeah, are we, are we live? Yeah, we're live. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> just making sure, I was just making sure I didn't want to get into personal stuff over the air. Oh, okay. Oh, you going to talk about me? <laughs> no, no, not you. <laughs> I never talk about you. No, I, I do it all the time. That's a lie. <laughs> you guys bring me up all <laughs> the time on air. Oh, man, speaking of how's uh, the personal... Anyway, uh, we have a... Look at that commercial break we have to get to. <laughs> Actually, we do have to go to break, but we can talk about that after. It makes, if it makes you guys happy. I'm get some ice cream. Got that Berkey Creamery ice cream, best in the world. Did you just say Berkey Creamery? Isn't that, isn't that what it's called? Berkey? Berkeley. Berkeley. No, it's a Berkey, not Berkey. Berkey. Not Is Berkeley. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it the Berkey. Berkey Creamery. Look it up. <laughs> fact check. I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check you live on air. Or or like as, CNN. Or as Beto O'Rourke said, Penn State Dairy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. CPSU Creamery. Uh, oh oh crap! It oh, is crap Berkey. It okay, whose idea is to name it Berkey? That is it's a probably named after name. someone. Like my guess is probably named after somebody. Yeah. It's like, that's the dumbest name ever. Are you telling me the guy that probably paid, <laughs> paid donated millions. millions to this thing is, yeah. Oh, God. They got that good flare and pulling out right now. We got. Whip it out, big boy. Sticky. Oh, sticky. The biggest. Story this week that's been making everybody lose their minds and dress up in handmaid's tail costumes is a bunch of abortion laws have been passed in southern states that have made people on the pro-choice side um, quite angry. So I'm going to try to make as clear as possible as to what these laws are in each state because the left-wing media has been doing a terrible job 
of representing these laws. Even if you agree or disagree with these laws, there's been a lot of fake news spread, a lot of fear spread that is completely unnecessary and isn't taking into account what these laws actually say. So let's start off. Alabama, what are they doing? They're outlawing all abortions. Every single one at any period during the pregnancy period are outlawed. Doctors who do produce to who do the procedure of an abortion uh, after this law takes into effect can face up to 99 years in prison. But there are exceptions to the law. The one exception is risk a mother's life. But there is no rape or incest exception. I'll repeat that again so it's perfectly clear. There are no rape or incest exceptions in the new Alabama abortion laws. Now in Georgia, the heartbeat bill, which is a great name by the way in terms of branding, just as a side note, Mm-hmm. not saying I endorse it, bans abortions after six weeks. And it does have the exceptions of rape, incest, and mother's life. So that's mm-hmm. all three big exceptions everybody agrees on. They're the free cases of only a few, like less than 1% of yeah. abortions. I gotta be careful how I say that because I got in trouble for past abortion statistics I was citing. But mm-hmm. check me on those stats, but if I remember correctly, it's less than 1%. In Missouri, they banned abortions after eight weeks, with the exceptions being risk of mother's life, but not rape and incest. So I repeat again, Missouri, they the new law does not take have the exceptions of rape and incest. So those exceptions are the same as the Alabama ones. The the Alabama and the Missouri ones are the same law, except Alabama outlaws all abortions, bans all abortions, whereas Missouri bans them after eight weeks. Georgia bans abortions after six weeks and includes all three exceptions of rape, incest, and mother's life. My take on this, as somebody who was once kind of pro-choice, kind of undecided, and is now pro-life, but believes in the exceptions of rape, incest, mother's life, mm-hmm. I have evolved my stance tremendously through personal experience and through a bunch of videos and information I've gotten on abortions that are informing me. And my stance is basically, if you hear a heartbeat, you're ending a heartbeat. If you hear and if you you know do an abortion, you're ending the heartbeat. So, my stance is no abortions after a heartbeat's detected. That's my stance. I don't know if it'll become law. I don't know if that can happen. But that's just what I would you know. That's the standard I'd hold. So, of all these bills, of all these laws here, the one that makes the most sense to me is the Georgia one, where they ban after six weeks, which is when the earliest stage you can detect a heartbeat. And it includes the exceptions that everybody agrees on that should be exceptions. So that to me is the most reasonable one out of all these. But I would maybe make it eight weeks. I don't know, seven weeks. I would just say if you can detect a heartbeat, you can't do an abortion. That's just my stance, unless it's the exceptions. What do you guys have to say? Um. So I don't know, like I, I believe that life begins at conception. I don't agree with abortion. You know, I don't, I don't care if the baby's going to have mental disability if it was born of rape or incest the baby itself didn't do anything wrong at that point yeah you know like what did the incest baby like you know here's what obsessed me to like incest you know if, why is it rape and incest you know if you're if you're consensually incesting you know why does the baby have to suffer because of your degeneracy right like you know that's that's your fault if you know if it's rape you know you can get that's a different argument but if it's just consent like the way that they lay it out consensual incest you know that's and your baby's you know going to be born and even then like i've actually seen statistics on that like the the dangers of and like first generation incest it's like I'm not saying you should try this folks but um <laughs> it, it's 
like if you're a woman who has a kid after 40 it's the same as like if you're banging your sister at a younger age you know oh, wow. it's not as bad as people make it out to be in one for one generation now if right. you come from a whole line of like you know incest you know siblings and yeah you're gonna have some problems but it's not something that you should be really wanting to do anyways because you know one that's gross two you know on down on the line it's generally a bad thing but yeah i don't know my my concern with all this you know talk is that there could be it is, this is a sort of accelerationist uh, push from the left like they're they saw what happened with the uh or what was it christchurch the Christchurch shooting instead of doing it with you know that tactic, they're trying to do this with abortion, and that's why they're allowing this stuff. That's why the Louisiana governor, or whatever, uh, said he's going to sign the abortion bill because he knows this is going to you know be a problem in 2020 because now they have a rallying cry. Mm. <laughs> I think the right can be dumb on abortion, where they even if they are right on something, they'll look crazy, but. I, I'm a, I'm afraid. See, the problem with this Alabama uh, one is that it bans all abortions, and that looks too extreme to people. Rather than taking steps to get to an all-out ban, if that's what they want to do, and not including the exceptions of rape and incest, which you do make a good case for, I think the problem is you can't do all that at once. That looks well, too crazy to people. It's well, it's too much of a sudden change. They, they believe that murdering children's are right now. Like, you know, 100 years ago, this that would be, like, completely, you know, crazy to even suggest abortion. Right. But this has become so ingrained, like, this degeneracy has risen up and it's become ingrained in our culture. And now it's one of those things. It's like, oh, you're taking away a right that we should have never had to begin with. Like, you, you don't, you know, look at the non-aggression principle. You know, talking to you libertarians, especially pro-choice libertarians. You know, how can you have a right to go and eliminate someone's life, you know, that that's, that doesn't make any sense to me, especially now that we have technology that can make these, you know, fetuses viable significantly, you know, after, you know, for significant preterm birth, like we're getting to the point where, you know, we could probably extract a baby, you know, from someone's womb in like probably eight weeks in the near future and then like use technology to raise it. Mm-hmm. You got some pretty crazy things at that point you know i think that the abortion not like it'll get to the point where we could actually fully grow a human outside the human body once we get there i mean the whole abortion argument there i think that'll kind of destroy it because at that point you know people say oh you know abortion hurts and stuff then you could just go and give you know, have the scientists extract the baby from the uterus and then just raise it in like a like a like a fake egg sort of thing you know, a bi- like a non-biological wound. You know, I think that's the future, the pro-life, uh, you know, future. Mm. I think technology can hopefully sell this debate. Uh, but I, I hate to say this, but, you know, as somebody that, like I said, I haven't had a solid stance on abortion for the longest time. It took me to evolve my views on this. But I think the pro-choice <laughs> side's biggest problem that turns people off is they always for for better or worse or i maybe you know i this i'm trying to understand they're coming from but they always sound so selfish that whole my body my choice thing sounds so 
selfish because it's always like well what about the body inside you what about the baby inside you what about the thing that has a beating heart inside you even if you think it is or isn't alive let's at least acknowledge that you are stopping that thing from completing the process you're stopping that thing from coming out of your body even if you think it's a life or not you're stopping a pregnancy so i have a real problem with this my body my choice thing because it just sounds like all you're thinking about is me 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 and mm, i don't like that that sort of thing becoming more prevalent in society that you know we we don't value other people more we don't become more selfless become more selfish and we don't value other life and Oh, I, I just have such a problem with the because like, the pro-lifers have always like screwed been the ones that screw up look crazy look religious look wacky but these pro-choices I gotta tell you they don't look better <laughs> I think they look worse I mean this might this might hurt the pro-life movement this these laws but telling the pro-choicers when they say the stuff they do they make themselves look so almost heartless in a way the, the, the pro-life movie, you have to say, has the morality, the consistency on their side to make them look better. I'm not saying they're more right. I'm just saying that if you're going to frame a better argument, the pro-lifers have a better, you know, uh, look to their argument. I have a question. Well, fire away. Uh, do you think do you think that this whole thing was strategic to maybe push this thing to the Supreme Court? Possibly. Because it's very touchy and, and it's so very extreme. and it's extreme. So you're gonna have you're gonna have these two extremes, like one in New York, one in Alabama. Like the tensions will flare up to eventually get it to the Supreme Court. Mm. You know, do we? You're thinking on the right track here. I yeah. think maybe that's some of the intention of. Maybe, probably the Alabama one. Oh, by the way, Alabama's governor is a woman. Let's keep this in mind. Yeah. Who signed yeah. is in the law? Yeah. Just saying, is a woman. Yeah. When all these pro choices go, men shouldn't be making the decisions of what I do to my body. Like, a woman signed is in the law. Yeah. <laughs> a woman. Yeah. But she, now, you know what they're going to say when it gets to the Supreme Court? You want to know who sacks the Supreme Court? Men! <laughs> So they're going to say, oh, man, yeah. the evil patriarchy is oh, making no, that, decisions about we'll go, me. Oh, the, the, the Trump, the Trump Supreme Court picks made the difference. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah that, that's what they're going to say. But I like, OK, so I like I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't have one way or another. I'm not really particularly having a problem with it. But at the same time, I love the fact that there are different things in different states. Yeah, I was gonna say I love same it. thing. I, I love, love it because because yeah, because like, dude, if you want if you want a certain lifestyle, if you want a certain legal lifestyle, move. Yeah. Right. Right. Hey. You know you you. <laughs> yeah. Just just get up and move. Right. <laughs> you, you know, and it's and it's like we need to we we need to get back. I, I feel like we we we've. Over the last, I want to say, twenty years before Trump, we've kind of lost, we've kind of lost the value of the states. You know, like mm. the the states need to have their values back. Like they need to have their own personal stuff back. Like we've uh, we've kind of the the Fed, Fed Gov has kind of wielded its sword and you know sentenced everybody to their laws. Like it's like, well, let's. You know, let's give let's give the state some power when it comes to this sort of thing, mm -hmm. especially with, with like gun rights, too. You know, it's like not everything works in a particular in all areas, like not every, you know, 
not every law works for everybody, every American, you know, some people live in certain, you know, conditions that, that certain laws apply. And then some people, yeah, I, it's. So I saw Alex that you said that, uh, you sent me an article saying that the writers of the movie Juno said that they were regretting that their movie was pro-life. What was that true? What was that about? Yeah, I think, yeah, like they were getting upset that it was a whole rallying cry, like to, um, it was kind of like a pro, like, and, you, and we saw that movie not we too did. long ago. Yeah. Like, it was a pro life movie because, you know, yeah. what, if it was a pro choice movie, it would be a lot shorter. Yeah. Well, yeah. then in the first half hour, you know, it'd be like, boom. You know, it, I mean, it's, it wasn't even the biggest, like, pro life movie. It just no. was not pro choice. Like, it wasn't an abortion movie. No. You know, and they what, didn't really show the abortion stuff too much. It was just them sitting in the Planned Parenthood office. Yeah, well, I like how they handled it because on the one hand, like you said, this isn't an abortion story. This is about a teen. This is the story of a teen pregnancy. And what they did was is they thought, well, what's the first thing that people think of when it comes to teen pregnancies? They think of abortions because that's something everybody's going to consider at some point if they're in a teen pregnancy. That's just that's a part of that story of a teen pregnancy. But that isn't the story. And I'm glad they included it because you would you know how much freak out you'd have if they didn't include it. Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you talk about abortion? Nah, 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 nah. You know, so I'm glad they included it. And they didn't pick a stance. They didn't say you have to be pro-life. You have to be pro-choice. They had the activists outside the Planned Parenthood and they had Juno go into the uh, Planned Parenthood and then she made a decision and so the au- and now the audience now can make a stance. The audience can say which was the right choice. Was it the to go through with the abortion or not? Yeah. You know, it was a very good argument too. And like here's the thing, like people make it out that like you know the only people who are pro life are religious. And I, I really disagree mm. with that. Yeah, that's too. true. Because like uh, what was it Stefan uh, Malano, he's very pro life and he's of an atheist. A yeah. Atheist, so. I'm an atheist too, and I'm pro life now. Well, you know, one of the biggest uh, people I knew in high school who was like pro life, it was this uh, kid. I think he was uh, homosexual, and he was adopted, and oh. he was the most pro life guy I think I've ever seen. Really? You know, so, you know this kind of destroys the whole narrative because you know, he could have been aborted. Yeah. And I mean. You know, like, think of all the gay kids. Like, let's say they discover the gay gene. And they discover that, you know, if you have these genes, there's a 99% likelihood that you'd be gay. Would the left be happy about having gay kids be aborted? No. But they, but it's their body, their choice. Yeah. Like, it'll create, like, see, this is the thing. Like, the left is this confederation of opposed ideologies. Yeah. And they try to drown out opposing ideologies, too. Like look, look at it. Look at look at what they did with the uh, the unplanned movie, right? Mm. The unplanned movie that they were trying to bury. They were trying to bury it, trying to keep it from, you know, well, cause they getting know exposure. That it's it, it, that Hollywood is an effective medium to change people's it, minds. They know that cultures would change people's slowly minds. slowly but surely. It's no longer mattering. Look, the, 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 the movie. Culture. This is not unique culture. This is all U.S. propaganda. I think yeah. since World War II. Our culture has been, you know, either significantly or entirely synthetic, like at least our mainstream. Very culture. out of touch. Mm. Very out of touch. With- like I think that the counterculture movement of the sixties that was spawned by uh, communists who have mm-hmm. infiltrated the highest levels of government yeah. in Hollywood. You know, it's been this, you know, it's been this big back and forth between like state and deep state since I think World War II, and we have not had a real unique like a like a uh, non. Wasn't Bob Dylan kind of a communist? 
I think so. Communists. Yeah. You know? And then and then what was uh, that? There's that one song. This land is your land. This land is my land. No, no, it's so more, like a, yeah. This land is your land. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> communist. It's communist. It was, a, it was, was Lennon a communist? Not Lennon, Lennon, but John Lennon. Possibly. Because his song "Imagine," yeah. it, you could take as a utopian or dystopian interpretation, where yeah. he says, "You know, imagine no religion, imagine no heaven." That could be utopian or dystopian. Like you know, they're they're all just kind of crazy. Like the Beatles are definitely counterculturalists. Uh, well, they know, did. Well, well, especially talk to them now. Like, well, all, like, mm. well, here's here's the thing with the Beatles, right? They they, um, I forget which which album it was, but like um, Sergeant Sergeant Peppers. Yeah. So before that, that was the that I think that might have been the first album uh, after meeting with Bob Dylan. Like, cause, oh. cause you know, cause you know, before that album, their songs were kind of like poppy and catchy and, and short. Very, and yeah. Sweet, very yeah. short. And then it they were like all deep. Like after that, that was like, they were all deep. They, that's when, you know, they met with Bob Dylan, I guess. And they, well, they had introduced their, him to drugs and all that craziness. Well, they had their early albums and their big, then they, when they had rubber soul, Mm-hmm. Which was which was a big step for them because I got because I'm not gonna be a lot I'm not gonna lie, I put it out here um, disclaimer I'm not a big Beatles fan I actually just picked up my first couple albums I haven't owned mm-hmm. by them mm-hmm. I've always had Sgt Pepper's for a long time but I just picked up Abbey Road Revolver White mm-hmm. Album um, and I need to get one to get a lot of the hits from the early songs but their first few albums like Meet the Beatles Please Please Me uh, Hard Day's Night not that good. I, I hate to say well, it. They were yeah. pop, like, see, I had a music professor who would tell us about this when I was at Penn yeah. State. And they would, and he basically said, you know, back before he met Bob Dylan, they were just a bunch, they were a boy band. They were like the Jonas mm-hmm. Yeah, they were a boy band, yeah. 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 But once they met Bob Dylan, he introduced them to like weed and LSD, and that's when they started getting like all good. You know, <laughs> yeah. And that's why, they, and they were probably, you know, back in the day, that was, that was right around that time when that was became a big thing. They were a major, you know, media, they were a major music group who was trying to get, you know, this sort of like, you know, acid rock or whatever you want to call it. Mm. You know, that sort of, you know, drug, druggy music or drug inspired music. And before everyone did that, that was pretty unique. And now everyone's just, you, know, you, see, you see them now, they're all like on heroin or on whatever sort of drugs. Well, and it's not more. I, I don't know if that's the I think there are more factors at play but it's when they hit Rubber Soul is when they that boy band sound that they had got a lot better and that's actually a pretty solid album Revolver which came right after Rubber Soul is their first great album that's the first good Beatles album that I would buy it's one of it's probably my favorite album by them is Revolver and Abbey Road but you had Revolver then you had Sgt. Pepper's, which is obviously a very significant album for all the, you know, the way they did the sound engineering and all that. Um, even though Beach Boys did sooner with Pet Sounds, just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what inspired them to create. Did you ever see that meme and it was like the Chad oh, the, yeah. Beach Boys <laughs> Yeah, I know you sent me that. That was so true. The Chad Beach Boys versus the Virgin Beatles. <laughs> well, like, you know, after this, you know, the Beatles hate each other, but the uh, Beach you know, Boys still together. And they're, you know, Dude, Brian Wilson I never really was amazing. Oh, he's they're a genius. Amazing. Yeah, I know. I, I love the, I, I like the Beach Boys more than the Beatles. I know I'm going to get hate for that, but because I think the Beach Boys just have more 
more quality songs whereas the Beatles do have quality songs but it's not that many they have a lot of good songs but they don't have a lot of great songs but that's when Revolver changed that and then Sgt. Pepper's that's a solid album then you had the White Album which is a two disc uh, album with a lot of great songs I was actually just playing back in the USSR it's one of my favorites by the Beatles they have a lot of good stuff on there um and then you had a bunch of albums in between that like Magic 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 Mystery Bus Tour and uh, mm-hmm. Yell Submarine, which aren't mm-hmm. great albums at all. And then you had Abbey Road, which is one of their best albums. And there's a lot of great songs in there. Like I was just playing Here Comes the Sun. A lot of great songs. You know, Come Together, Something, Oh Darling, um, Because Sun King. Like there's a lot of great songs on there. And of course, uh, you know, they have Hey Jude, which is a great song. There's a lot of great songs they have. But there was definitely like the first half of Beatles history and the second half are totally different. They went from a oh, a good band to an actually great band after they produced uh, Revolver. I mean, my I'll say it once more, but the great albums to me are Revolver, White Album, Sgt. Pepper's, Abbey Road. That that that's the four great Beatles albums, in my opinion. But it is always interesting to talk about this stuff because this is culture. This is what shapes us these are songs we still listen to today and i i love a lot of these songs they're on these albums and i'm still more of a doors pink floyd beach boys fan but i i'm i have my beatles phase where i go in and out of them and still listen to them but i i, I do have to say like if anybody hasn't seen there's a carpool karaoke that uh james uh what's his name james corbin the late late host uh did with paul mccartney that even if you're not a big beatles fan like me that will that it's one of the most powerful actually things I've ever seen. It is beautiful. It is heartwarming. It is one. It will if you really are emotional, it will bring you to tears. It is that good. Where he, he basically uh, drives around London with Paul McCartney, and they go to the where he grew up and wrote some early Beatles songs. And they meet fans. And everybody's really happy and nice. And then they go to this part at the end i won't spoil but they really they really make you happy it's it's really amazing just thinking about it any other final thoughts before we go to a quick song break and then go into the next hour is it it wrong that i think that bob dylan is a was a total hypocrite (laughs) i hear he was yeah, like this is a, this is somebody who talked about like hardships and all that stuff like dude you can you you were born you were born and raised in like suburb Minnesota. Who who are you kidding? Like who are you yeah. talk, talking to me about this? Dude's all communists. That, that's all they do. They that always is, complain. That They're is like, oh, you know, it's the working class, this and that, but none of them are working class. Yeah, and they never connect with the working class. Now we're gonna talk about um. We're going to talk about, oh, I really want to talk about some culture news first. Uh, you saw a movie last night, Mr. Phil. I did. What did you see? I saw the third John Wick. So you saw John Wick 3. What did you think of it? I liked it. I did. For, for, for being a chapter three or volume three of a of a film mm-hmm. series like it was pretty good I, I i like one of the things i liked about the john wick series was the guns the guns in in them they have some very awesome guns mm-hmm. and and the gun like the action scenes involving guns 
are more realistic right than like you you see all like you know in some movies you just see a lot of flashbang and you know just like all kinds of craziness yeah. like no it's it looks it looks kind of real, real. Yeah. Like, yeah you know it's as close as real as you can make it without actually shooting somebody <laughs> yeah so how's it stack up to the other two is it just as good better worse good enough i think i think it's between the first and the second i think it's between okay. the first and the second how was the because uh, I, I keep seeing the trailers the horse in the streets how was that scene i i thought it was creative like because it was a it was a it was a fight scene in a uh in a horse um i forget what they call a horse barn or whatever but anyway it was it was it was very creative mm. they, they had some very creative action scenes uh uh Spoiler, there will be probably a fourth one. I was just about to ask, is this highly, actually a tr end of a trilogy? Highly likely there will be a fourth one. Or a spinoff? Highly likely. No, I, I think because the way that it ends sells it to where there will likely be a fourth one. Okay. So this um, isn't a trilogy I anymore. I want to be, I, I don't, I don't want to give away anything, but. Mm. They may seem like this would be the last one. But yeah, I thought it, I thought so too. I was like, and I was like confused when they went like, like the last scene went and they went to the credits. I'm like, so okay, um, okay. So I guess there will be another one probably. All right. Okay. Yeah. I I might see it in theaters. I don't know because I've only seen them. I saw the first one when they were showing the second one here at the hub. I went and saw the first one on my laptop. And then saw the second one here in the hub. So I might see the third one here when it comes in the fall. Or, uh, you know, maybe see in the theaters. I haven't been to a theater since Endgame. Uh, we already reviewed that. But thank you for your review on that. Uh, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow is Sunday. Yes. What is on Sunday? <laughs> yes. I, I'm very... Uh bittersweet it's bittersweet because you know ending. it's like it's ending and but like we we, we gotta have some closure here yeah we gotta, we gotta have some closure mm -mm. but you don't want it to end mm -mm. yeah it's like oh okay so we haven't reviewed episodes three four and five so because we haven't been on since then so yeah. i want to do a quick run through those what we thought of those episodes so episode three was about our winter fell mm-hmm my impression, because I remember right after I finished it, you you texted me and you were like, oh my God, dude, did you see it? We were just like yeah. balls and out on yeah. the Discord. But I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was I fantastic. thought it was amazing. It was fantastic. The haters need to shut up, okay? Because number one, the episode's not too dark. I could tell exactly what was happening the entire time. It was time. pretty dark. It, it was, was pretty dark. dark, but I mean, there was, there was a little bit of a... It's not too dark, though. There's a know. difference. But there, there was like you know, I thought I thought there was the I thought there was good theatrical value to it being that dark. Yeah, like, there's a point to it. You know, the, with the, you know the Night King and you know, it's a horror like survival episode. It's not. See, this is why I did like they didn't try to do Battle of the B word um, again. They didn't want it. They didn't go through this ultra like super realistic battle. They made it different, where they made it more like a horror battle, which was still realistic, but it was more like this. Like a, like a living dead sort of movie where it was yeah. just you're surviving and it was very well done uh, in terms of that it was nice and long and 
People were like, oh, they couldn't see anything. If you paid attention, you could see. If you were in a room with the lights turned way up and you were looking at your phone, yeah, of course you didn't see yeah. anything. But I can understand why sometimes... It, I've, I've seen on two screens. I, I saw on my laptop. I saw on my mother's yeah. TV. Guess what? Could see everything that was happening yeah. every time. No problems. Uh, because both times the lights were off and we were paying attention. I was getting unnerved in the last scene, right? I was getting a little unnerved, but that, I think that's what made the ending so good. Like, it, it was like... Cause it was all slow oh, and, and then yeah. the night King was getting ready to kill Bran and he, and he slowly was getting ready to pull out. I'm like, cause you just kill him already. Yeah. Gee, gee, all right. I don't want to see it, but just get it Do done it. already. And, and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden Aria just jumps out from the, you know, corner of the screen. I'm like, Oh no. I forgot to say there are going to be spoilers. I thought I, as soon as I saw her jump, I'm like, I was like ah! he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as it, and, and she had the blade, the Valerian steel blade. Yeah. I was like, he's gone. That was used to try to kill Bran in season one. Yeah. At first though, I thought this is where she was going to die. But then I instantly thought, no, she's going to kill Night King. And then, cause when he grabs her and then she's like frozen for a second and drops the blade other hand no, I, yeah i was like ah! yeah. yeah i thought it was a great moment and now okay this i thought the whole sequence with the piano music by ramin dajwaji by the way most underrated composer in all of television he does the music on westworld and game of thrones he does an amazing yeah. job yeah. amazing job that music was really good this whole sequence was really good where john's trying to get the dragon and it just keeps shooting fire him like that was really cool but yeah. people are all like oh but john was supposed to kill the night king it was set up that way no no, no. That, that don't you guys know what Game of Thrones does? It sets you up to believe one thing while also setting up something yeah. else that's actually what happened. That, that's crazy. They the, the director actually said he was like, "Look, we we knew they we knew, knew for like three years, years yeah. that Arya was going to be the one that killed the Night King." Like, yeah. Wow, that's and it makes sense yeah. if you look back. What she started out as somebody who's not yeah. a lady, if she would say that trained to become an assassin basically, yeah, and to kill her enemies, yeah, and she killed an enemy, yeah. Like, I don't get why this is like the, the hate against this episode, yeah. I really don't get it. I mean, we're gonna get into more episodes, got more hate in a second here, yeah. but I'm sorry, people. I think what's happened is that people have this ending imagined in their head of how the show should end how what these characters should do and when it doesn't happen they get all butt hurt um because after that episode we have episode four episode four i think was the most game of thronesy episode of the whole final season because you had now varies kind of telling Tyrion that hey she might not be the right queen even if she is the rightful heir she's yeah. not the right queen but John has a better claim and he's a much better leader and Tyrion's like no I'm gonna stay loyal to her which makes sense from Tyrion's perspective because he sacrificed so much and very set him up with her and so he's probably like you know you're it, the I should be loyal I felt like it made more sense after watching five five yeah after watching episode five I thought it made more sense uh, watching it back again because you could slowly see like you know everybody you know that all of her advisors and stuff they're all like betraying they've all been her. killed yeah and that well no they're betraying oh, her, betraying her yeah. and then uh, Masan Masandre yeah Masan yeah yeah uh, Natalie Emanuel's character yeah um, once she got axed 
Literally. Then, yeah. Um, that was like when she started going full on. Mad queen. Like crazy. And then it was like. Yeah, that would which and again, this I I this is the maybe the one problem I've had with these episodes is that the whole Mad Queen thing was so heavily obvious, like but but I'm still cool with it. Like I I because through the whole series you've seen this like okay she's impulsive. I didn't she lets think things it was get, the, get that bad. Really? I didn't think it was gonna be that bad. I thought I thought I thought that there was I thought that there would be some. I thought that there might have been a snap, right? She would have snapped, but I didn't think that she was going to go that far, like blowing every house down on the way to the tower. That's what surprised like, me. That was Whoa. like, yeah. Now, okay, episode four, I thought it was a good episode. It does have some problems. Mm -hmm. um, I think people are being silly when they're saying, oh, there were, you know, um, Euron's fleet. Um, that, that's at Dragonstone, uh, his Golden Company fleet. People are like, oh, the invisible ships. How'd she forget about them? Well, they were hiding behind the, the freaking island. She couldn't see them. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to kill her dragon. And um, I don't I don't know if they really knew about the scorpions. Well, they didn't know the, they didn't know about the scorpions, yeah. and they didn't know they'd be there. Yeah. They knew the Iron Fleet was out there, but they didn't know they'd yeah. be there. So, I, I don't under... The complaints against that, I think, have been silly. Um, the only thing that uh, you could argue doesn't make a whole lot of sense is when they're at that castle, which was a great scene where Missandre mm -hmm. uh, loses her head and all that. Why didn't um, Cersei kill all of them then? That's the only issue I can actually see at that episode. Why didn't she kill them all? Mm. See what I mean? That was the only little like well, plot hole. Unless, unless Cersei really doesn't want to kill Tyrion. Or she's well, afraid I, the dragon will take him out. Because there was a dragon there. Well, yeah. I mean, I, well, I think they were distant enough to where... Oh, I the think archers that they couldn't were distant reach enough to where the archers couldn't reach him. Oh. But not the scorpions. But, I mean, you're, are you really going to blow the scorpions on... Like, maybe you could maybe hit a, a soldier or two. Mm. You're, not, you're probably not going to hit... You're probably you're definitely not gonna hit um Khaleesi. You're not gonna hit, you know, you're probably not gonna hit Tyrion, you're probably not gonna hit any any anybody else. So like I don't know. That makes yeah, that makes a little more sense now because I it's hard to judge the distance between them. But yeah, the archers probably mm -hmm. couldn't be able to reach them. Um But yeah, I thought it was a good episode again. Mm -hmm. Episode five. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh man. That was so That was like, awesome. Raw. It was raw. It was like as boy, first of was all it, was it intense. Yeah, it's intense, but the beginning stuff is cool where they're fighting them and Cersei's kind of losing uh all her advantage. She thought she had because Daenerys had learned from her past mistakes with the Iron Fleet that hey, if I kind of attack them more strategically, I will be able to defeat them if I kind of surprise them more. Um, so that was cool. Uh, a lot of great action too. Yeah. But what gets amazing is when she goes mad uh, and snaps after that was the epic. That was the oh epic points. Like it was like everything was going good. I was like, and I and 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 for a while I was thinking, I was like, if she, they do this, 
then they have a chance. If they do that, then they have a chance. And you don't want you you don't want a scorpion to hit that last dragon, which I thought was going to happen. Like I thought that a scorpion would eventually hit one of the would hit hit the dragon, but um, but then you know you see you see the um see the dragon blowing away all the scorpions and, yeah and it's like and then once all of them were gone once he said all once the they were uh, waiting to the ring assistant, the bells once the assistant said all of them were gone it's like uh-oh and then because because the gold company was gone too right after that too and then all that all they they already stormed the gate already got to the like the remaining troops oh yeah 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 and it was like well, they're they're done. I mean, they're done now. Um, so it was, and, and it was incredible. I think that they had to sell it. Like they had to give, they had to give Khaleesi the 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 power to like the the position of strength. Like she, no, she's resting on this building, mm. and like everything is going her way. All the scorpions are gone. The gold company's gone. The their the the army laid down like the remaining army laid down their swords like is gone the the bells were rung then the bells were rung it was like you it's know, over on the on the bells it's over I thought Jamie was gonna ring the bell at first I thought that would have been really cool if he did that yeah. but he didn't but no. we'll get into Jamie in a second and then it but was then, like and then you saw I thought when she cried, I thought that that was over. Like, I thought she was going to be like, she cried. I thought that was going to be like the moment of resolution. Like, okay, it's over. It's done. It's like, and then she starts burning down buildings. I'm I like, know. Wow. like, no. Yeah. The whole thing just goes crazy. Well, and the reason I knew this was going to happen is because, first of all, before anybody's like, oh, George R. R. Martin wouldn't have done this. Oh, yes, he would have. You want to know why? Because what is the... if To sum up Game of Thrones in one word, it's power. Mm -hmm. But what is the theme of Game of Thrones? The theme of Game of Thrones is power corrupts everyone. Yep. No matter how yep. good they are, power corrupts. And it did the worst to and the goodest yeah, person. And yeah, and George R. R. Martin does get extreme if you've read any of his books some of those scenes that you think are extreme are yeah, in the book they're like worse yeah and they're worse like there's hbo couldn't accurately do a lot of those scenes like um like the theon um scene with sansa that i'm thinking yeah, about the yeah, rape scene yeah it was even way worse i'm sorry like not they, theon um the uh, ramsey ramsey bolton yeah, yeah. ramsey yeah raping way sansa. worse right so let's 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 keep that one in moderate that argument in moderation here yeah this is george R. R. martin we're talking about here yeah i know and um but i have to say though i describe this episode as children of men mixed with modern day Shakespeare because that part when when uh, um, uh, Daenerys starts destroying the city and they had they made the smartest decision in the world and they talked about this after the episode of the writers instead of following Daenerys they followed the people on the street 
the people that are getting affected by this damage, the the, the, the yeah. innocents. Yeah. And so they had a central character that yeah. you cared about that you follow, which was Arya. Yeah. Oh my God, was that the coolest probably yeah. cinematography yeah. and chore choreography in the show ever? Was watching her I, run through the city and all this stuff is falling down. She's with this mother with a baby and then the mother dies and the baby dies. Oh my God. I liked it. So well, good. Well, there are a couple of scenes that I liked. The one I liked... Uh, where where the Hound and Aria were together? Yeah, that was and awesome. It was like, and he told her, "Go, yeah, look at me, okay? Is this what you want? Do you want to die now? Did you want to die? Happen. This is this is where the road ends, right? Go. I love and that was, scene. And she's like, "Thank you." And, and I know. Leaves, and I like, and so I, I mean, I we we kind of talked about. We always knew that the Hound and the Mountain and were always gonna off. were always gonna face off, and they're probably gonna kill each other. Probably yeah, gonna kill yeah. each other. One, something was gonna happen. But they killed they each it. other so perfectly. Yeah. In how did they both die? By fire. By fire. Yeah. I was like, ow. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so good. It was incredible. Like, oh. And, uh, but I, I thought I did think the only the, the only couple things the things that I had were okay. So Cersei's Death. assistant. Oh. Like it was like nothing. It was <laughs> oh, like nothing. So funny. He died for nothing. Like it was just the most. It was the most worthless death in the Both. entire episode. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I command you, yeah. Mountain. And like, I was like, you idiot. And then he just like grabs him, like throws what? him against the wall. You're. Oh, uh, that was comical. It was like, so funny. What? That was like you had such an important episode. Like you had a, such an important character. Pretty much the whole show. He's and a then side, it was like, side character though. But the way he dies, it, like, it no, it's just actually ironic. His own creation killed him. Yeah. Kind of like some Frankenstein stuff here. And that's what I thought was good about it. But um, I think the way Jeremy and Cersei died, I'm a little conflicted on that. As much mm, as it I makes sense, it. I've heard people hate it. Yeah, I hated it. Really? I was like, I, I thought like... <sighs> Jamie's one of my favorite characters in the show because he's the most interesting yeah. character in the show. And I wonder if what... See, because he was on such a redemption arc and he did make himself a better person. But he still never let go of Cersei. Yeah. Now, is the more of the story here that people don't change or people can better themselves, but there's some parts they can't change? Because he has still redeemed himself. He still, I think, has redeemed himself. I don't think this kills his character arc. I just think mm. it's a part of him. He couldn't give up. And he's almost yeah. a tragic hero in that yeah. sense. Well, I think it's a tragic hero is what they're going for. He's done heroic I think, things. I think, I think it's the other way. I think it's a tragic villain. Like he has, because oh. he has good in him. Like he had good in him. He went to Winterfell. He helped that, like, you know, he knighted Brienne. You know, he like he has good stuff about him. But like, but man, he went he Back pushed the, Bran out of a tower and paralyzed him. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and he, and he did it. But I'm saying he's done the, all of this stuff because, and he went back and he, you know. I, I think people are overlooking the how he died and decisions he makes. I think I think there's more here to, the, there's more well, meat he on the die. bone. Well, well he, he was stabbed by Euron. Euron. Yeah. So he was gonna die. Like he was yeah, gonna die. I, knew I he was think they die. pierced him like and like yeah, he was he was gone. He was a goner, but like 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm conflicted. I, I'm, I'm, conflicted a, I'm still conflicted, but I still think that there is more they're trying to say here than people are realizing. Because I, I've never... Because most people would interpret it, and most shows, when they do these things, you'd interpret it as, oh, they just completely ruined this character. But I don't think that's what they're going for here. I think it's a bit more, like I said, tragic villain or tragic hero thing here. There, There is definitely something else here that's... It's interesting because because Ava ticked me off. I was like I was like oh I thought because because it was like originally she thought she was gonna die alone and here comes Jamie. I'm like oh mm. they're gonna die. But I Jamie wanted, did I foreshadow in season five. He said he wanted to die um, with the love of his life in his arms, oh. and that's what happened. So yeah, I I am not completely sold out, but I need to think about some more. Uh, but. Uh, what else? Uh, you know the ep- how the uh, the, end, the episode ended with Arya getting on the horse. Yes. Now, is Arya going to kill Daenerys? The prophecy says yes because of they said she'd kill somebody with brown eyes, Walter Frey, somebody with uh, blue eyes, and Night King, somebody with green eyes, which is Daenerys. But I think that's too obvious at this point. I think John has to kill Daenerys. I think okay, so. I'm thinking, and we're 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 at this point. We're just speculating here. Uh, I think that. Um, I think th- I think that da- Danny is going to. She's definitely not going to be on the Iron Throne anymore. Well, I think she, it's going to start out. It's going to start with her on the Iron Throne, right? I don't think the series is going to end with her on the Iron mm, Throne. Probably not. Uh, I think I think Tyrion. I think he gets executed. I do. Oh, I think. He oh does. my God, that might actually happen at the beginning of the episode. I think he. Oh I think my it God, would. you might and be I right. And I think, or, or here, here, here's what I'm thinking. I think he could. He either gets executed, or is about to, or be is about to get executed. Jon Snow steps in, goes, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And Jon Snow will probably fight. Um, What's his name? The the one that he fought that the um what's the name of the guy uh what's the name of the guy he fought with? Grey Worm? Yeah, Grey Worm. I think he'll fight Grey Worm. Oh. He'll kill Grey Worm. Well, you he'll know, go he'll yeah. go after. And then the the dragon, I think the dragon Does she'll the try drag- to she'll try to Dracaris Jon Snow <laughs> and either either um Aria he will won't, stop it. Well, no, I think, I think either the dragon won't do it because he's a Targaryen. Oh, true. true. I think either he won't, the dragon won't do it, or, or because he's a Targaryen, she will, he will, Dracarius, and Jon Snow survives it. Oh, right, like she did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think one of those two scenarios could happen and then everyone turns on her at that point like at that point i think everyone would turn on her like because yeah, like, he'd oh, be the rightful because he's the rightful guy and then yeah. it's like well you're done now but here's the thing or or she just falls madly in love with him and then they just go happily ever yeah. after like she realizes that oh he was actually right and then does the dragon this is a small detail i'm trying to find the answer to does the dragon that that um, Daenerys has now have green eyes? If so, maybe Arya kills the dragon, not Daenerys. I, I think it's too obvious at this point for Arya to kill Daenerys. Or maybe that's just a small part know. of this plot. 
Because, but, but, but like you were saying, it's fire and ice, right? Yes. So let's keep so that in mind. Fire, ice, right? What puts out fire? Ice. Jon right. Snow. I, I, I still think Jon's going to kill Daenerys. Uh, but I don't know. Because I, I think Arya has already served her most important role of killing the Night King. I think yeah. that's her the peak of her character. Yeah. And she's still going to be around now. She might die still. She still might die. But uh, with her escaping so much death, I think she's actually going to live now through the whole series. Or what, what if I she, think Tyrion's going to live only because he's George R. R. Martin's favorite what character. If, yeah, because for me, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that Arya could go back to... Who's the guy that she slept with? Oh, Gendry. No, she's not. No. I think she could. I she think, might live I there. I think but... this would be, it wouldn't surprise me because at this point she's like, she could be like, this might be like her running through the whole thing, you know, running through the whole town and having to endure all of that. And being around all these people that she were adversely, wants to be a lady now. yeah, I think that might have been like so. that could have been her humbling point, and she'd be like, "Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I need to be that, like, you know, maybe That's I need to be possible. something good." I'm just saying, it, probably not. But her possible. line of possible. to him was, "I'm not to." What we're just in case. What? No, she went through, you know, a lot in that last episode. <laughs> She went through a lot in that last episode. So, like, I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that, I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe my military history <laughs> sinks in a little yeah. bit. That stuff humbles people. Like, yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. And she left. She might. She took she the might. horse and she left. Well, here's so. the thing. I think what's going to happen to her, I think she's not going to be a lady, but I think instead of taking life, she's going to want to save life. Or give life. <laughs> hey, there's only one way to give life, right? <laughs> yeah, but my point is, is that I thought that's what was going to happen in the scene where she's yeah. running and all the stuff, the buildings are falling down because she was trying to save people. Yeah. Arya normally, yeah. she does try to save people, but more indirectly. That was the most direct yeah. I think we've seen. I think she's going to want to do something where she saves people instead of trying to take more life. I think that's what's going to happen to her. Again, I think John. Now, here's a bigger question. Let's say John kills Daenerys. Does he still take the throne? I think he might. I'm leaning towards and he I'm, will now. I'm thinking. As I'm, much as he see, doesn't I'm want thinking, it. Yeah, I'm thinking that like, like, like we were talking about, like we could have something where the Iron Throne they, gets destroyed. Yeah, where the Iron Throne gets destroyed, and then no, oh, let the people run. There'd be like this whole political thing. Like he oh. might do that. He might. Yeah, because he doesn't want. If if John Snow reigns supreme, then he's not going to want it. Yeah. And then it's going to be like, well. Well, and also he's seen what happened to a good person like Daenerys. It corrupts her, mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to be mm -hmm. corrupted as well. Mm -hmm. So I okay, I'm exchanging my viewpoint. I don't think he will take it, but I think he will do something important that. Either, he might destroy the Iron Throne. Is what might he do? Now, can the dragon destroy the Iron Throne? He might take Daenerys' dragon and destroy the Iron Throne. Hmm. That's a possibility. But remember, there's that scene in season two, I think, where when Daenerys is in the uh, King's Landing, uh, you know, uh, temple there, the Iron Throne, where she sees the whole building destroyed with the Iron Throne there. So I, maybe it does still exist. When it's for shine in the future, I don't know. It's hard to, it's really hard to predict this show. Because there's so many angles that make sense that you could do. 
Last thing I'm going to address, actually, is I remember I saw a story in the news that there were a lot of fans petitioning to have HBO remake this season. Because fan half the I think this is probably the most divisive Game of Thrones season I've ever seen. Yeah, there are literally half the fans that love what's happening, yeah. half the fans that hate what's happening. There's no in between here. I'm in the love camp. I'm not like I don't think this is the best season by far. I think season three and four are the best season. I still think it's a really good season. It's amazing television. I think that these. Um I think that the the directors have did a masterful job. I think so too. Because there's so much complexity and there's so many layers to the storyline. There's so much, and we like I always love, I always love seeing the behind the episodes. Yeah, those I love those. Like because those like like they break it down so much. Like it's like what were they thinking? I'm like wow, this is incredible. Um, yeah, because some sometimes those episodes can get so intense and so mm-hmm. fast paced that you're kind of like, okay, what happened? Like I'm watching it twice. I'm watching the episode twice, and I'm still not collecting everything that it gathered. And then it's like, okay, and then the and then the behind the episode will be like, it'll it'll um, clarify on, things. Yeah. It'll see a new layer to yeah. something they didn't see before. I I always watch this. I watch on HBO Go every episode. I watch that way. Yeah. Except the Bow the Bow Winter. Uh, no, episode four is the only one yeah. I've ever seen live. Uh, I've seen them all on HBO Go. Um, seasons one through seven, I caught up on HBO seven. Go. Then eight, I've been watching right when it gets released on HBO Go, which yeah. is like a minute. I can't yeah. after it airs. Yeah, a minute after it airs. I I watch it because I have a. Uh, I watch it off the Xfinity app, even mm-hmm. though like. Like my mom, my mom's has Xfinity, so I'm just like, shoot, I'll just watch it now. Like, yeah, <laughs> we'll 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 uh, we'll hijack it to the television. Like we'll, it's like so I'll, I'll put it on the laptop. I'll put it on the laptop, and then I'll airplay it. Like I'll use my, because I have a I have a Windows laptop and I have a Mac laptop. Oh, nice. And then I'll and I'll I'll use the the the. Uh, I'll use the Apple Mac top to airplay it, laptop to airplay it to the Apple TV. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I still get the full effect. Yeah. Okay, anybody watches this show on their phones, stop it right now. (laughs) Because I've seen too many people that watch movies, TV shows on their phones. No. No. Yeah. No, yeah. you are not getting the experience you you should be getting. No. You should be watching it at a minimum on a laptop that's like 13 inches like mine. You should, if you have the money, the you know accessibility, be yeah. watching on a TV. What you'd love to be watching on those a nice big movie yeah. theater screen. Right. But got, you know, can't I've always. A, I've got get a fairly that. large screen that I, you have what, a properly good setup. Yeah, I, I've got a pretty good setup. I got a little sound bar and everything. Oh like yes. Just, yeah. Um. I. It was hard to finagle it because you can't, you can't watch it, like you you can't watch it on the Xfinity app. You can't um, watch it directly. You can't hook it directly up to the TV, like it doesn't work like that. And you can't, like, like you can't hook up the HBO Go. You can't watch the HBO Go until at like a. You know, shortly after the episode. It's here shortly after. I know it's the right. last one. It started a few minutes earlier because there right. was like they took into account the ads. So this final right. episode, you might be able to watch it like at fifty-seven. Right. 
58 before right. nine hits. Yeah. Um, so we had to, I had to finagle it. I had to find another way to finagle it. And I did it. Thankfully I did it with the, you know, Apple laptop with the Apple TV and then hooking it up to that was, that was pretty in, Maybe Apple heard me, and now they're going to kill me. <laughs> oh, we can't have this happening. <laughs> yeah, NBC will sue us or something. Uh, no, I, 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 it was this season, man. And then they're like, it's like they're they're I, are they going to they're are they going to have a couple of spinoff series spinoffs? Okay, how are they having so many? There's like five. I think obviously not all of them are going to be made. I think one of them was already dropped. So yeah. I think they're just going to have one made. They're going to do like a prequel series, which I mm -hmm. don't know how that's going to work out. I mean... Because honestly, I think it's going to have... See, like the closest thing I can equate this to is Better Call Saul, which is a show that worked for, I think, the first season. And then the rest, it kind of drags so much. Uh, I'm not... Like, I like Breaking Bad. I am not the biggest Breaking Bad fan. I'm a they way will, bigger I mean, fan they, of, of Game of Thrones. The Better Call Saul, that was... you. They milked it for whatever it was. They're worth. still milking it. They're milking it because, because like well, Saul was pro probably my favorite character. Same. And yeah, you know Breaking Bad, and then like, well, and then they tried to make a whole series out of that, and which like, is oh. you know, yeah. Well, which I, the one thing I think they're doing a good job is like they're incorporating the other characters like Mike and other ones. But the problem is Mike's storyline is now in these later seasons, always 10 times more interesting than Saul's. And Saul is yeah. the show's named after. Uh, but Game of Thrones, I think there's so many good characters, so many unique characters in Game of Thrones alone. I don't know how you make another series that is like Game of Thrones, but is completely different in terms of the characters and is still interesting and still enjoyable. Because every we've come to love all these characters. And if you make a character that's similar in any regard to these in a new series, the comparisons are just going to be made. And it's always going to be, it's not as good, it's not as good, it's not as good. So I think, I don't think a spin-off series is going to be good. What I am interested in is the new Watchmen series on HBO. I think they're trying to make that their next, their Game of Thrones replacement. You know, I, I think that could be really good. I'm, I've not seen the movie. I know the concept, but I think it could be really cool and really good. I think, I, I mean, it could, I, I mean, but you know, of course it doesn't have to be great. To keep, you know, the drug habits going. Yeah. <laughs> man, what? And, and like, wait, hold on. Well, while you're doing that, um, uh, I I think though, any final final predictions I have is that John kills Daenerys. John does not take the throne. I think the throne gets destroyed and. You know, you live in a more, uh, more you live more in a republic in this in Westeros. That's my final prediction. I yeah. think Tyrion lives. I think Arya lives. I think Daenerys dies. And I think a few other characters will die. Sansa might might die. What uh, Sansa? She might. Like who would who would take her out? She's, Daenerys. She's, she'd have to go all the way up to. She could order somebody. Time is traveling quicker in this series. So you could have a bunch of big time jumps here where stuff happens or it gets sort of sped up the travel time. It's possible because that could tick off John enough to kill her. 
I mean, I think this already kind of ticked him off enough, but you never, you, you don't know what they could try to pull here. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I... Everything's possible in this show. Well, yeah. I'm <laughs> saying, like, how. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm trying to think. Like That's my, like, lowest prediction, but yeah. it could happen. Uh, Arya could die still, but I, I think, don't know. I think odds are heavy that Tyrion goes. I think odds are because like I don't think so. Because there's okay, so 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 the first person that he has to worry obviously is Daenerys, and then the second person is the um, the other person, the one that came up to oh, Grey Worm. No. The um, who's the guy that came with the bow? The crossbow? oh, broad, yeah, broad could kill. He but but get... Jamie's gone. Oh, I forgot about that. Jamie's gone now. Yeah. Their little deal. How's it gonna yeah. happen? So Tyrion's the only. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that because their deal was that he get the Highlands. I yeah. think because that's what Jamie owned. But now Jamie's gone. But maybe that lets Tyrion give it to him because then Tyrion might own what that if, land. What if, what if, like, so what if he no, he gets stripped of it, he's no longer the right hand because I think at very, at best, he loses his right hand. He loses the right hand to the king mm. or the queen. And so then he's not in a position to give, a, give Bronn the highlands. So then it's like, oh, well, uh-oh. But then again, then again. Cersei can't pay Bronn. Yeah, she can't pay him because, the like, like, yeah, the iron. I for, yeah, I've got iron the whole banks. bronze now up in arms. Uh, the whole, or up in the air is his um, position. So, yeah, they're going to have to work that out. Well, and the fact that, um, um, oh, I thought something else. And I can't remember it. It was one of those little things like that that's been totally, like, changed. Um, I forget. I'll remember it later. Maybe. I think. I think. I think there's a good chance. I think there's a good chance Tyrion's gone after this episode. Oh, I don't know. I think. I. I, I don't like. I like. Oh. I like him. I just. I, I'm like. I don't know how. He I remember the two things I was gonna say because I forgot about was in the last episode. Number one, Varys dying. Very sad. I've always loved yeah, Varys. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And it was like Tyrion saying goodbye to his best friend. Like. Varys was a guy that always kind of stuck up for Tyrion. Yeah. Tyrion kind of stuck up for him. Um, this time... Oh, God, that was hard. But what the best scene in the episode that I totally forgot about, and it is one of the best scenes in the show, I think, was Jamie's last scene with Tyrion. When Tyrion kind of starts crying and says, like, you were the only person that was nice to me when I was young, and if I you weren't that way, I would be dead. That was like... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was what those... Oh yeah. God, yeah, the tearjerker! I'm like, oh. and I'm, but I'm oh. thinking, I'm thinking he, but he pushed Braun out of that tower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, complicated. But I, I'm like, I'm like, there's, I, th thinking of that, I'm like, dude, how, how does he survive? Yeah, that's when I how Jamie does would Tyrion die. survive? Oh, Tyrion too. Yeah. How does he survive? Because if we're get like, look, you, you let. You let Jamie escape uh, already. You're done, right? You made a deal. You probably met like if, and, and I'm thinking. So probably the, I'm thinking they'll probably the the Highland deal will probably come to light. 
Like because mm. Bron, because Bron's gonna make want to know that he's gonna have the Highlands. Oh God! And he'll come. He'll come in, and Daenerys will probably be like, "No, no, I'm not giving you anything." And that'll she might probably, kill Bron. Yeah. Well, uh, let's think of that. Daenerys kills Bron. But I think even then, I think, I think either either Danny kills Tyrion or Bron kills him. I think that that's probably God. what could happen. Oh, I'm gonna be so nervous during this. But um, I think she's gonna try to execute Tyrion. She's gonna kill Braun. John's gonna kill Daenerys at some point. The dragon, like you said, might try to kill John, but won't. Or she'll order it to, and he won't. Or light him up, but he doesn't. I think. Get I think about, before the dragon, I think him and Grey Worm will have the. Oh, great! Yeah, that's true. We'll have the battle, and then John will obviously win, and then. And that'll be that for him. And then, yeah, the whole thing. I think it'll just be that that right there. If he kills Grey Worm, I don't know if will that begin. Will, will the battle, like the civil battle, ensue? Because it'll be like there'll be the people that follow mm. Grey Worm that'll be like, oh, they'll want John's head on a platter. And then you know, obviously, John has his troops so mm. like now. God. It's gonna be. It's gonna be intense. Intense. It's gonna be really, really intense. I can't wait. Tomorrow night, mm, I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna be shut all my lights off, turn every phone off, silence all notifications, and just, 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 just absorb this last hour and a half. I, I have to say, like, there's only like, like, I, I loved every episode of the show. Mm -hmm. There's only one and a half or so episodes that I had some major problems with. Mm -hmm. Other than that. This is probably one of the best shows ever created. Even considering this last season. I know I'm going to get hate for this. Be, oh, this last season sucks. It's so disappointing. No, I've not been disappointed. I've not been disappointed. Uh, maybe the only thing that was kind of disappointing is Jamie's death. But other than that, like, what's disappointing about this season? Everything happens in a sensible way. Am I wrong? I mean, I mean, well, I mean, there's, it's, I love the complexity yeah, the complexity of this season. I mean, there, there was complexities the fucking Every previous season. Season's complex, <laughs> but this was like I thought. I thought that this was complexity overdrive, like that they had that kind of really, mm. really put it on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great stuff. Everybody, please. Everybody, if you haven't watched it, please watch it. I know we're gonna be watching this five, so we're gonna be like, oh my god, you see that, bro? Yeah, after we're, that, but maybe we'll get in there. We'll, we'll review it when we're all done next week. Uh, so we'll talk about them. Last few things we can talk about in these final few minutes here. Um, Bill de Blasio is running for president. Oh, he's got a chance, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. Uh, it was so funny because, one, I'm going to mention two things to show how bad he is. He called Trump, and I cringe when I saw his nickname, Condon. <laughs> for those who can't see, Phil is like... Rubbing his face in dismay. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Why? Pretty bad. It almost sounds like condom, too. Yeah, it, it's like, is the dumbest branding I've ever seen. It shows he can't do it. And his wife even accidentally said he'd be a great president, her husband, Bill de Blasio, but said, quote, the timing is not exactly right. <laughs> Your own wife's against you. Yo, if your what wife is against you, yeah. you've lost. Yeah, you're. What, what? 
it there's not enough like you what's there to, for him to run on well they have don't mean they've, they 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 really haven't had anything <laughs> like honestly i mean even okay so so okay with you need somebody that you're you're going to need somebody they're the the they're going to conflict themselves out of this election. Mm. They're going to conflict themselves out of this election. Cause you look at, you look at Bill, like, like the last two democratic presidents, you look at Bill Clinton, you look at Barack Obama, they tried to relate to moderate. The people, they yeah. tried to relate to moderates. They tried to relate to Republicans. You remember when, when, when uh, Barack Obama originally won the white house, he kept, Secretary Gates, he kept like member, he kept Republican people in charge of certain stuff. He had Republicans in his cabinet. Mm. You know, he tried to appeal to people, like he tried to appeal to to everybody, and that's and and so did Clinton, and that's what you know. I don't think I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think I don't think any of the Democrats are going to be doing that. I think they're going to try to go hard extreme. Mm. And it's going to bite him in the butt. I think it will in the end. I think, yeah. Well, other thing that's extreme, let's talk about, is did you see what the SATs are going to do now? The SATs, which uh, is run by the College Board, the College Board plans to add in, in what they're calling an adversity score to take into account social and economic backgrounds on SAT results. So when you submit your SAT scores to colleges, they will have on there an adversity score saying like, Oh, you know what the crime rates, right? What the housing values, no. vac because vacancies, communities, average educational attachment, poverty levels. That's some of the stuff they name. Those factors will be, you know, taken into account to create a score. Um, and they're going to use like the census data to get these numbers. But it's guess ridiculous. what? Well, it's, what's more ridiculous is that you won't be able to see your own score. Only college administrators will be able to. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Why like, are we basing, you know, you know, uh, Balance, you know, making somebody up higher uh, considered more just because of where they were born yeah. or what they've, you know, what's around them and not who they are. That's terrible. It's not, and 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 ultimately, it's not going to change anything. Anything like the like there's already, you know, there's already programs set for, you know, colleges are going to, you know, they're gonna they're gonna still do what they want to do. There's already programs that are set for like diversity, you know, acceptances and stuff like that. It's like, what are you, what are you trying to, what are you trying to gain in all of this? Mm. Like, what, 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 what's there to gain that isn't already gotten? Mm -hmm. Like, I, there's no, there's no benefit. There's no yeah. benefit like that that hasn't already been received. It's like, so how would you? Okay, you were somebody who said you grew up poor. How would you feel if the College board slapped a uh, adversity score on your SATs when they considered your application to Penn State. Well, I mean, I, I, I see. I, I still don't know how they would operate. I don't even know how they could pull it off. Like, how, yeah, how do would you, you even make it happen? How do you like, there's no. That? Yeah, you can't quantify that. And then who? Like, like there's so many different. Like, you're 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 playing into dynamics that have so many factors in each dynamic that like i the whole thing is just confused like what are you talking about yeah like, what? it's gonna be completely unfair it's like well i mean it's like it's like it's like i don't know 
I don't even know what they're doing, much less call it fair or unfair. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, right. I don't know. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Like, how? It's like, oh, is it fair? Is it unfair? I don't know because I don't know what the heck they're doing. Like, I, I don't. I'm like, you're talking about an adversity score. I'm like, what? What's gained? Like, no people. Like, they're already accepting people with lower scores. Like, the, the like they're already accepting, like. D- diverse groups with mm-hmm. lower SAT scores and ACT scores and stuff like, like it's not like if, if the college is driven to make it happen, they're just making it happen anyway, with or without you. Like I, I'm not, I I'm, I'm struggling to, and then, and then if the, and then if the colleges aren't, and then if the, the, the test takers aren't going to be able to see it anyway, like what are you, I don't know. It's the whole thing is just a complete expletive. Like it's just a, it's just a complete show. Expletive show. It's just a complete. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. I, I'm not lost for words. I don't. I, I I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know how to grade this thing. I don't know how to opinionate or anything like on this subject because I'm like. I don't understand what the point is. I don't understand what the goal is. I don't understand how they're gonna implement this thing. What it, like, what the value is. I, I, I don't. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more real news.